We got to follow the conversation thread backwards. So my moment of like, wow, this is tribalism and they don't even want you to like experience media for yourself to make your own judgment. They just are like, listen to me. I lead you. Because Vex, you had the same moment a couple months later, but I can't remember what it was. It was with Starfield. Right. That's right. It was it was with Starfield and it was with, it started with Barbie. And then I was a little bit iffy about because everyone was just like, oh, like Barbie's terrible. And then EVS was like, I don't get why you guys are harping on Barbie so much. And then everyone turned the to the tune of, oh, Barbie's not that bad. And then I remember just popping into that afternoon stream that Ryan Cannell and uh, Jeremy do mm-hmm. on Geeks Gamers. And like Jeremy asks Ryan about Barbie and it just it, it kind of looks like he short circuits for a moment. And he's like, <laughs> Barbie was fine. And I'm like, the dude that literally has an aneurysm over the slightest thing being woke says that Barbie was fine. That's kind of weird. That's really weird. So, and yeah, everyone just kept doing a flip on it. So I just, I found that very, and then the Starfield thing, it was just. Very, and then Harry Potter. What was it? Oh, Hogwarts Legacy. Because everybody wants like JK Rowling. Okay. Like the woke mob wants JK Rowling canceled and anything she has to do with canceled simply because she's like trans people are great, but also women exist. And they're like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Yes. Uh, then you pointed out that JK Rowling. So that means the right is like, oh, oh, oh we like her. Uh, but totally missing that, like, in Hogwarts Legacy, which I'm currently playing, there is a trans character that comes up all the fucking time, and it is awkward as fuck. Because it Let's is like forget, a... They default you to they-them pronouns not to offend anyone as well. That's the reason. You never like get that. to pick your pronouns, at least not that I saw. I do, I will report that they always just refer to you as they. Yeah, that's the point. You're not allowed pronoun selection because they right. didn't want to offend anyone, so they defaulted oh. it. You. yeah so like it awkwardly comes up or only rarely where they're like oh i'm so glad that uh they are here it's like what the fuck which again this is again i find this to be another one of those things where it's like it, these people are all fucking dumb it's like you're upset you're not upset about a game picking pronouns for you out of not offending anyone but then you are upset uh, for a game to give you the option which again first of all it defaults you based on which body you go with Right. And you could easily skip over the pronoun thing, but that upsets everyone when, and this is going to sound weird. It makes sense to be able to choose your pronouns in Starfield, a game where you literally travel to 25,000 different planets. And it's very possible. There's a lot of shit there that doesn't identify the same way humans do. If you're going yeah. for immersion. I don't think that they were going for immersion though. They weren't. That, that- yeah, no, I mean, the, the Starfield thing was that I had pretty much already come to the conclusion of, of the tribalism aspect, but the Starfield thing still blew my mind to see how yeah. how deranged it had really gotten. Like, I, and, and a lot of people, because when I made my video on it, I could tell that people didn't even watch the video because they were they were throwing a fit about how As was right and As had a point. And I'm like, well, it shows to show you didn't watch the video because I didn't even bring mm-hmm. up As. All my stuff was, was commentating over what Dan Fask had done and said. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't bring up as as is meltdown at all so what danny boy say uh he, oh he, he said he was gonna return it right yeah he he, he literally he's like oh i booted it up and uh i didn't even get past the pronoun screen i'm gonna return it pronouns are woke and, uh, this that and the other and like, i i could i don't respect it as take as a take i disagree with it but i'm like you know what he put 20 hours into the game before his freak out that to me is a lot more justifiable than turning the game on seeing pronouns and then having a meltdown i disagree with an adult man having that much emotion for something so stupid yeah 
I would See, agree. I, I, maybe it's just because I'm a fucking loser, but I don't. I'm, I, I, you, you can't see me right now because the cameras aren't on, but like I'm surrounded by action figures and anime statues. I'm like, I'm really passionate about the nerdy shit that I'm into. So I know as is bread and butter. Cause, cause I don't really watch his content. I just sort of know of it peripherally from, from other streams, but I'm pretty sure his bread and butter is gaming. So he's been like a gamer his whole life, and he's seen the slow degradation of, yeah. of video games in the modern age. It's not that Starfield was in and of itself the problem it's that that was the the straw that broke the camel's back for the gaming industry I which just get- again it's a weird straw to break because i'm gonna be honest i didn't like starfield because it was just boring to me that's really all it is i think it felt like a very unpolished game when it comes Bethesda to sucks there you go right it's a, just a bethesda system but for that for starfield of all things to be the the straw that breaks the camel's back is what is more fascinating to me because that's such a it's such Meanwhile, a minuscule thing it's not anything that impacts the narrative or the gameplay either like it's like over the amount in of cyberpunk you can pick if you got a dick or a veg and then like if you have a dick how big is it if you have a veg how blown out does that bad boy look like do you have titties do you not how big are they but why isn't everyone freaking out about like the Boulder's Gate stuff where you can have? Oh, to be fair, people were, and I was one of them. That, but none of them, like again, the the crowd that you would expect to be upset were just quiet. It was just crickets. Because uh, Boulder's Gate was good. So I, the, see, oh, I, 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 I haven't played Baldur's Gate. I it, it, currently, I maybe I'll play it eventually, but as it currently stands, I refuse to play Baldur's Gate. So why? Why? I'm I'm a hardcore Dungeons and Dragons fan. Have been for I years, know. and and Wizards of the Coast is a absolute garbage company and uh, i think the fifth edition DD is so, so those some of the worst DD's ever been in the entire so protest for wizards of the coast yeah yeah Dude, I, I got my start as a as an anti-wizards of the coast channel like i'm a big magic the gathering and DD <laughs> player i was i'm like fuck this game like I, I give i give props to the to the company larian the developers like they made an objectively good game but fuck wizards of the coast <laughs> It looks so dumb. I know everybody loves it. Like Nadia was on here just being like, oh my God, I love this game. And I, I want to like it as well. So yeah, I want to like it. Every time I like YouTube footage of the game, I'm like, this looks fucking stupid, dude. You know, it's really <laughs> to be funny. fair. If you ever played D and D, it also plays really stupid. Like even on the best of, of D and D sessions, like, if you were to put that in a vacuum and I slay like, yeah, that's kind of fucking retarded. Like, so you're going to love this. I've always been like D&D is fucking lame and all you losers who play it, a pox on you. I used to have a co-host who loved D&D and he's like, if I do a GoFundMe, what, how much do I got to pay you to play D&D? And I was like, 200 bucks. So he crowdsourced that shit, got me that money, <laughs> and I played D&D on 8750. Like we recorded it. It's still out there and it's fucking hilarious because here's what I didn't know. He made the entire campaign based around 8750 lore, like all the hosts that have come and went, all the fucking drama that we've gotten into as a crew. Like everybody was referenced. Everybody had a storyline. He let me cheat, <laughs> which I really enjoyed. Like I, D&D's fun when I can cheat. Like, that's great. It, it's like, oh, you missed. I'm like, no, I didn't fucking re-roll. If it's better than six, I get it. And he's like, fair enough. You do have max charisma. So I will let that happen. I was like, fuck yeah. It was so fun. Yeah, dude, I I, I love D&D. I've, I've been playing for years. I mean, I've, I've stopped playing relatively recently because I, I don't have a whole lot of IRL friends anymore because I've put so much, like, I don't, I, shouldn't say I don't have them. I just, I put so much time into doing the YouTube stuff that I, uh, I've, un- unfortunately, if you're going to, like, take it seriously and treat it like a business, that means that it comes with sacrifices. So when I, wor- I work a full-time job already. Then I come home from work, do all the YouTube stuff. So it just doesn't leave a lot of time for, for doing things with friends. But uh, in, in general... You know, we used to play D&D weekly, and it was, I mean, I think we played D&D weekly for almost five years straight. 
So we're looking for a dungeon master because I would love to keep 8750 D&D going, but it needs to be a fan. So if you're out there, dear listener, and you're like, I love this show and I love D&D, let's fucking talk. Someone send him a message because I would love to watch this because I can't stand watching shit like Critical Role. I want to see something good. So hit him up. That's another link I can send you because, oh, yeah, like it's called Escape from Yeti Mountain, I believe, is the name of the D&D campaign. And wow. it's so it's so goddamn funny. So Kayla was playing, right? And I, my main move was throwing Kayla at shit. <laughs> it's so funny because <laughs> every time I'm like, I throw Kayla. <laughs> yeah, right. And then she'd go, wee. <laughs> Can you weaponize her farts at all? Was that part of the campaign? I didn't think of it, but goddamn, I should have. Because <laughs> right, oh, there's That's absolutely all... ways to do that. I, I can think of, I can think of several off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> now, Kayla, Kayla comes on here and she's on like an iPhone mic, but every time she, when she farts, it's oh, like it she's farting up. right, yeah, and it's really loud and boisterous. <laughs> and the audience fucking loves her for it. <laughs> She's coming back on the 15th of February. Fucking get ready for Valentine's Day. It's coming late. It's by one day. By one day. Well, actually, it's going to be like three days then by then because of when it when it will come out. Are you going to spend Valentine's patrons. Day? Hmm? I said not for patrons. Yeah, he's got a point. Patrons hear that next day. Avex, are you going to spend Valentine's Day watching Madam Web? Uh, I'm going to go before Valentine's Day for an early screening. Yeah. And I was on Valentine's Day working on this video. Wow. Uh, wrong one. <laughs> there it is. Just all alone. I mean, listen, if I can I'm not I'm not upset about it because A, that With money that, that movie could make me a lot of money if done right. Maybe. You could get shafted like you did on Aquaman 2. <sighs> it's not WB though, thankfully. It's That's not good. WB. That's good. Who is it? Um, oh, it's Sony. Yeah, it's Sony. You so, never know. Okay. Sony went fucking ham with um, Naughty Dog and The Last of Us. On clips? Yeah, they cracked down on everybody talking about leaks because they leaked the whole plot of the second game a week before it came out. Oh, but okay, hold on. We're talking about like copyright footage on... Oh, on... yeah, but they took down anybody for just mentioning their shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because like, cool the game though. wasn't even out yet. People that were just talking about it were getting copyright struck. Like It was a straight abuse of the system. Yeah, Dude, yeah. No, that, that makes more sense, but we're talking about like trailer footage, not leaked footage. Not and all I'm saying, I get that they're different things. I understand this. I'm saying Sony can also be an asshole. Sony could have done that with my Last of Us review last year then, but they didn't do jack shit. And that got me a lot of subscribers. Okay. okay. You, you do admit that there is a chance I'm right. Small, but true. And Sony just generally doesn't do that. So, like, uh, that's, I mean, right. it's very, very right. small. We're leaving it up to the jury, which is Leon. Leon, who's right? Um, I'm going to be real. I, I mean, I haven't experienced Sony ever but fucking me. So, I, I'd be inclined to agree with Vex on this one. Like, is there, like, is there a chance that, that if it's Sony and Naughty Dog are different, like, like Naughty Dog's owned by Sony, but I think they took the, the, the game shit far more seriously than the show. <laughs> Also, well, we're talking about Madam Web, Leon. Like, Madam Web clips. Are they going to You never know, man. They could hold that dear to their hearts. That <laughs> Madam <laughs> oh, Web. Yeah, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm not even... Again, I'm, I'm impressed Vex is going to see it. I'm glad you're going to do a video on it, girly. But uh, have you no shame? 
Listen, man, I, I, I've been very loud and proud about this. It's like I'm playing the algorithm until I can make money because my goal is really to make this full time. Like the goal was to do that last year and last year fucked me a lot. So I couldn't dedicate the time I wanted to. But this year I, it's. Why don't you put out more content? I don't have time to. I'm also in a bit of a funk right now. I'm burnt okay. out. I'm really burnt out. Well, you do have time because you're on people's streams all week. And I, I'm not saying, like, stop doing this stream, obviously. I'm just saying. What, what, what you're saying is, like, fuck cannoli, be on my show, and then make your own stuff. That's all you're saying. No, I like the cannolis. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Me and the cannolis, everybody else, fuck them, right? Right. Well, it's the whole point of that is, like, it, it's marketing, right? It gets my name out there. I get to vibe with people I like. Like, I get to expose myself to others as well. So that's where the being on other streams is. But Riddle me this. What gets you more traction? A video that you put out that hits the algor algorithm really well or just being on everybody's stream? Both do really well, I'm going to be honest. All right. I'm honestly of, asking. I'm not trying to make yeah, it. A lot of the people that kind of religiously follow me found me through other streams. I dig you. How many subbies yet? Just over 5,000. I don't, Let's I don't see know here. where. Vix Electronic. Are you still using that Downsy picture? Yep, you sure are. Um, I haven't gone around to it. 5.53. Nice. Nice. Um, it, again, it would have. I think that number would be higher if WB didn't fuck me, dude. I'm looking at it because it's at the top of your page Aquaman Kingdom of the Lost Potential, 802 views. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, and it was at 1.6 within 24 hours before it was taken down. I know it was blasting off. Yeah, it Although, was blasting off. let's see, where's your Marvels? Ooh, Marvels 79,000. Look at that. Dang, it's doing I good. I gotta make. I didn't that realize that was doing better than your your Indiana Jones. I, I thought you topped out at Indiana Jones, which was like forty four k, if I remember right. Yeah, Marvels. What's no, the name no. of your channel, Leon? Oh, uh, Words of Paradise. Words of. There's a uh, there's a song by what's the what's the name? Your Vegas called Birds of Paradise. Pretty good. Check it out. My my, my, my channel is a, the, the the name is a play on the magic. The well, this is going to be a different type of video than I usually would make. Oh, that but I think it's a like. video that does. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah I, I like a homo. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dude, look you, at that you, stash you though. That, that that you know that fo uh, first video that starts auto playing. And I'm wearing a fucking Pokemon Hawaiian shirt with long hair, like pale ass skin. Like, do oh, you yeah, still this, have this, the creeper stash? Goes outside and gets railed by bigger men, like. <laughs> You still have the creeper stash? Oh, absolutely. I don't like the creeper oh, stash. Oh, yeah. Is the hair still the same length? Oh, it's, it's even longer now. Damn. All right, yeah. You look like you'd play some magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid to get the hair cut because, like, every stream I go on or whatnot, people are always making comments about my hair. My logo what? has me long hair. So I'm like, well, I can never get my hair cut now because that's, like, the, the go-to thing that people recognize is hair and birds. Nah, dude. I'm, I'm just fucking with you. You look great. But I noticed that you have Beard of Liberty <laughs> on your shit. I had him on for the first time uh, Monday, actually. Yeah, he he owes his entire YouTube career to me. Yeah. Oh, really? That's right. Plucked him out of obscurity, introduced him to some cool people, and look at that little phoenix fly. Look at him go. Yeah, dude, yeah, beard, beard is great, dude. We uh, I, like he and I never really interacted on on YouTube or anything until recently. He was he was watching all my videos. He was commenting on all of them. Dude was dude was awesome. We were talking on, on Twitter all the time. Um, and then I was on someone else's stream and he was a guest. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that you even had a camera and did stuff. He's like, I don't. People just started talking to me because of Twitter. And I was like, oh sweet. Welcome on my show. He's like, let's do it. That's cool, man. Yeah, he's a nice guy. 
Yeah, beer is awesome. He used to give me extensive notes on what he thought of each episode of the podcast, and they were critical of me, and I don't take kindly. <laughs> don't take kindly. He really doesn't. He really. I doesn't. get upset. Get real upset. Um, but Beard of Liberty has a mutual who I called a bitch on Twitter, basically earlier this week. So. Oh, that was another One. thing on my list of things to talk about. Vex has been on a fucking tear. She's been cranky. I haven't been cranky. I just gave zero fucks on Monday. Apparently. <laughs> so do you want to, Leon? Do you know what happened? <laughs> no, I I think I'm I'm unfamiliar with this. Lay it on me. Okay, so this past Monday, right? So Monday we have MMM, and we were doing The Two Towers, the extended cut. But because those movies are so long and we also don't want to be up forever, we just split those into two shows, right? So we were doing right. the second half. So um, the first, so during the show, JT Gunn tweets out, because he has a movie review show that he does on Mondays as well. Who we all know um, is an expert in Middle Eastern relations. Yes, exactly. He's, exactly. He, he knew a time. Of peace in the Middle East. Yep. <laughs> Fucking stupid. <laughs> um, <laughs> when the Israel war started, fucking JT tweets out, I knew a time when there was peace in the Middle East, and everyone's like, you were alive like 6,000 years ago? What? <laughs> you were alive before the Bible? Right. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> to be fair so he- to him, he's referencing when Trump was in office, which... If you remember correctly, we were like bombing like homies in Iraq. Like shit was still going down, but it yeah. wasn't as big as this. Um, so he puts out a tweet while we're in the midst of MMM. And it's it's like, uh, did you miss uh, MMM on Cannoli Sasquatch? We'll come check out our review of Two Towers. And they're, so they're not only putting MMM in the tweet, but they're also doing the same movie the same night as us. So we're just like, okay, it's fine. Like, it's a 20th anniversary thing. Lord of the Rings is really popular. Of course, people are going to do it. But be, like- to be fair to him, I think he was just like, these are my buddies. I'll give them a shout out while I also promote my own stuff. Yeah. So then I was just kind of because the. Some and of you the were others- having fucking none of it. <laughs> Well, no, some of the others in our chat were like, yo, like J- like people on JT's chat are saying like, oh, you won't have to see us review this movie in two streams and making jabs at us. So I was like, mm. and I two also towers, that, two streams. Mm. I also know that JT struggles to get consistent viewers because he's such a boring individual. Sorry, no offense to anyone who likes JT, but he's he's dull. <laughs> OK, I don't know who he is. <laughs> Fuck him. Call him boring. Start the war. no i'm just being honest man like i just i find him very boring that's and it's it's a shame because i don't think he's a dumb guy or a mean guy he's just boring so anyways what what's his name again jt gun something he thinks he's captain america okay um (laughs) as he's hitting the vape (laughs) i can hear that vape he puts out he puts out the tweet, and I'm just like, and then I'm hearing about how they're talking about MMM in the other chat, and I know that he struggles for views because he was also saying, like, he was telling people at one point, please don't leave, kind of deal. So I was just like, JT, like, no offense. It's a bit of a dick move to frame MMM like that when you're also doing, like, the two towers the very same night at the same time we're doing. He's deleted the tweet since then. I think R2 then, then explained, like, they've been planning this for a while. Which is why I was just like, dude, I don't fucking care about the movie. It's the way that you had to phrase it, and you had to put us in there when you didn't have to at all. Like, it, it, the movie choice was not the problem. And then JT's just like, geez, relax. He puts one of those meme things, and I'm just like, I'll relax when I feel that you can promote your own material on your own merit instead of having to scapegoat off of someone else's audience. Ooh. And then, <laughs> and then, 
<laughs> Apparently, both JT and R2 messaged Cannoli privately. And JT's yeah. like, what's wrong with Vex? <laughs> Valid question. <laughs> and Cannoli's just like, Vex is my homie. That's all he said. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm not, I'm not finding this guy. What's his Twitter handle? Oh, I'll, I'll DM it to you. Um, and then R2 was just like trying to, like, we can like appreciate that. That's not a problem. But like after that, R2's like, okay, we'll remove the tweet. So I can appreciate that R2 was like, he was just trying to figure out what went wrong and he was trying to be amicable about it. I have no ill will towards either of these people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that happened. And then during MMM on Monday, there is a user that watches his content on a regular basis by the name of Logical Spock. And Logical Spock is a 41-year-old man who also responds to porn bots with actual dick pics on Twitter. Ooh. So what this <laughs> individual pop up in chat legit that's funny as shit. <laughs> right. So what he also has done on several occasions which like this was the first time I actually saw it with my own two eyes is he has allegedly asked for Cannoli's 15-year-old daughter's info to game with her and stuff like that. So that's uh that that's not, not good. That's good. Not good at all, right? So again, I just is heard that the the one that pops into to uh Miss Cannoli's Sunday stream and, and like it was uh, and talking because at one point she had to had to set one of her uh, subscribers or viewers down, and be like, "Hey, you guys have to stop talking about my tits like that. Like it's getting creepy and out uh, overboard." Yeah, yeah, that would be him. That would be him. Okay, just, just curious. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, he. So he does like he, I don't. It's maybe it's because he yeah he is severely autistic or something like that. But he just like he goes the extra sexual mile for no reason. Like. He'd even tweeted at Mrs. Cannoli once, like it was a picture of Amaranth in some really scanty lingerie. And he was like, Mrs. Cannoli, I would watch you all the time if you wore this on stream kind of deal. You just throw out the word Amaranth like we all know what that is. Oh, she's, she's a titty streamer. Oh, the hot tub streamer Amaranth. Uh... You're not missing much by not knowing who she is, except some some glorious Twitter dogpiling. I know that like Twitch has just become a place where chicks just sit in like inflatable hot tubs. And she's basically the one that started that whole movement. She's like the OG Twitch thought. Yes. Oh. Ah, so she's like, if she were a vampire, she's the one that you got to take out to kill all the right, other vampires. Exactly. I get it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, he he had been he just like asked for. So I was just like, I just I gave zero fucks. I'm just sitting there. With I'm pretty stoned, and I'm like, <laughs> Cannoli, can I ban people from your... I posted the clip to Twitter, actually. Yeah, you sure did. I'm like, Cannoli, can I ban people from your channels? Like, I just, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, I find it wildly inappropriate that someone in our chat is asking for your underage daughter's, like, gamertag stuff to play games with her. And then Spock kind of disappeared from Twitter. Apparently, oh, he's back wait, on Late night with Kev. This dude literally just subscribed to me a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. Zax is on his channel tonight. Um, I saw that. Yeah. And I saw Platoon is going to be on with the cannolis on Friday. Yes. Did you set that up? Um, I sort of initiated that, yes. He's got to come on here. You know that, right? If the timing were better, because he's in the UK. So if we if we start at 930 my time, that means for him, <clears throat> we start recording at 230 in the morning. You think I might be able to change some shit around? No, I, I wait. Is it, it? I thought it was a six. When he was on my show, it was a six-hour difference. So, but you're you're an hour behind me. He's wait. Where do you live? Who me? Yeah, you. I live in the Midwest. Where yeah. in the Midwest? 
again because of the controversial nature of the topics. I I I don't usually say where. I, because, Can you, you give know, me a state? No, no. Um, how about this? Which time zone are you in? I'm in Central Time. Yeah, there you go. I'm in Eastern Time, so you're an hour behind me. I'm still so interested in what state you were Pacific time. I don't know why. I don't want to put you on blast, but can you just out of general curiosity, can you just send it to me so that I can know what it is? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like to know shit. Like that's like Vex, all the time you're on here and you're like, dude, this one person did XYZ. And I'm like, Will you tell me off air? And you're like, Yeah. And then you do it. I'm like, I don't know who that is. And you're like, I know, yeah. you never do. And I'm like, Yeah, I still like to know. <laughs> this is fine. No, um, but because there's uh like with all the people that I've met through YouTube, I'm just like, hey, cannoli, book this guest. But I've given a, a list of like 12 people to book for the cannoli connection. It keeps forgetting every time. So I That's just, why I just set you in charge. There you go. Um, yeah. Also, I just like message Mrs. Cannoli now to set it all up because I'm just like, it's not my show. So I shouldn't be the one to initiate that that thing right uh, but yeah i was just like you need to get platoon on because he would be a great guest and i know that outside of youtube he also does work on like video game narratives and he's working on a game that i'm really excited for so you should have him on your channel and you know talk about all the stuff he does um but yes i did when they had cynic on i i recommended that one I, there's a whole bunch of them that i'm just like please have these people on the cannoli connection dope and yeah, yeah since you're in charge of booking like obviously if we well, need to change show. the shows, huh? Oh, you mean for this show? I yeah. mean, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. If if I, I need to record early so that we can have platoon on, I can I can do that. Oh, like we're talking like several hours earlier though. When oh, you know what else I've done? I've stayed up super late to have people in the UK on. So I'd stay up till like one a.m. and it, just, that would have, be like have, nine like, a.m. Father duties though. That's why. So I I get I concerned about that. I do. So. I do have them babies. I'll tell you what, dude. One baby versus two babies is total total different thing, dude. Like one baby is like you think it's really tough and like what could be harder than this? The answer is two babies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you an example of what fucking happened today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So baby Yeti has been she's been potty trained since she was like two. And she's very good at it. She rarely has an accident. Today was one of those days. So I just got off the phone with Mrs. Yeti, me Mrs., because she was left work. She's on her way home. We just hung up the phone, and she, baby Yeti starts freaking out. She's like, da -da, da -da, ah. and I'm like, what the fuck? She's in the bathroom because like she she doesn't need any help. Like she can just do it all the whole thing, pulling the pants up, everything, all on her own. Like fucking very proud of her. This has never happened before. She peed like right on the floor in front of the toilet. She's like, I beat on the floor. And she does this thing. She's like, I got to stop doing that. Because that's what I say when she does something she shouldn't. I'm like, you got to stop doing that, girl. And she's like, I know. I got to stop doing that. <laughs> so she's adorable. So she's having a whole fit. She's very sad. I think what happened is like, we're trying to like, because we've all been like, me and the kids have been low key sick for weeks. Like, I've had the same sore throat every morning for forever. So I'm like trying to make sure that they get like their naps in. They get like plenty of water. So I think she's just super hydrated. She was on her way to pee and didn't quite make it up her little step stool because she had little steps that go up to the potty and she peed on the floor. And the boy, the one-year-old boy is like right around her. So I was like, oh, dude, you, oh, that's like, okay, here, let me start cleaning it. So I start going to get towels and start cleaning. And then I just hear a thud. The boy had slipped in her pee and oh. fell on his head. And I was like, oh, no. That's just an average day in the life of, being well, a stay-at-home husband. Yeah, the, uh, the floating poops that baby. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> Yeti Junior, dude, the boy, the one-year-old, he shits in the tub like every time he's in the tub. 
And they're both little, so they take a bath together. And so then he poops in the tub. She starts being like, Yeti Junior, you gotta stop doing that. Because <laughs> that's the talk that we give them when they've done something they shouldn't. But like you can tell she knows that she fucked up. So that's why it's like, I'm not gonna like crash down on her, right? Um, so it's like, you gotta stop. And she's like, Yeah, I know. Um, so then he's like trying to chase it around and grab it, and I'm like trying to drain the water and clean it up at the same time. It's crazy. Who was it that was on here? Who's like, I'm afraid of poop. And it was like, dude, I, I can relate. I used to like the dog would poop like in the house. And I'm like, I ain't touching that. Was it Nadia maybe? Because she said the fear of germs anyways. That could be. And now it's like a dog and also two kids. Like, no, nah, I don't even care. It's not even a big deal. Like when he poops in the tub, I'll pick that up with my hand and throw it in the toilet. That's like across from the tub. <clears throat> I know. I'll wash my hands afterwards. Don't you Sorry, get me wrong, I was but like thinking about grabbing a raw turd without a glove on or tissue or anything is just pretty. You are you still in mommy mode, Vex? You, you still want that turkey baster? Yeah, dude. I'm telling I, you, when you have a kid, you fucking get ready. I still want to have a, ba a a baby, but like I just picking it up with my bare hand—that's what grosses me out a little bit. That's all. Yeah, no, I get you. I used to be the same way. You will get over it. I guarantee you that. Like, I've had yeah, my baby. Cat. You're not gonna reach in with a towel to do it. What you want to wash a whole ass towel that you got soaking wet just because of a little bit of shit? Nah, fuck right. that. Nah, just well, I just, just use grab a cup. it. I'll just scoop it. Oh, a lot of times I use the cup, but then like, yeah, no, trust me, there is a cup in operation as well. Sometimes the cup is out of reach. Sometimes the cup is in one hand and the other hand is the one doing the scooping to put into the cup. I remember, mm -hmm. I remember my first experience with two kids, one cup. <laughs> You're a father. You fucking know what I'm talking about. This is, yeah, oh, no, absolutely. You fucking know. Like anybody who's a parent's like, I get it. Uh, honestly, I sort of don't know though because like I, one of the reasons I've always been afraid to have another kid is because I got off really easy. Like mine was born sleeping through the night. She probably trained super easy. Like she did like, it was scarily perfect, and so I'm like, "Fuck it, I'll I'll never have another one because it's gonna. There's no way it's gonna work out like this twice in a row." This one went so well. Yeah, I swear that kid, like sleep training, training or potty training your kid is all about the parents and less about the kid. It's all about your commitment to it. And like, there's so many different people that we know that their kid like still sleeps in their room, and it's like, "Oh, dude, our kids like." What is sleep training? Sorry, what is that? So your baby when they're born. How much do you know about babies? Like, have you been around them much? Not baby babies, no. I was so, the same the way. I had no idea. They're really small, Vex, and you can yeah, kill right. them real easy. So Too easy. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> You'll spend a lot of time just trying to keep them from killing themselves. It's crazy. Okay. They'll want to eat themselves do downstairs. Up. Like, like, I, I, I did, I, unless it was something egregiously dangerous, I was like, fuck it, it'll learn. <laughs> 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 So when you first have the kid, like your baby, they have to like nurse or you have to feed them like once every three hours. And by the way, breastfeed, like you'll probably, I know you, you'll probably like want to breastfeed, right? Yes. Just because you want to do that doesn't mean that that's a thing that will be able to happen because your nipples yes, will be weird. Okay. Yes. Okay. So like every three hours you're going to be waking up and you're going to be feeding and then like you're not supposed to co-sleep and have the kids sleep in your bed because they could fucking strangle and die. So you have to like take them. Usually you keep them in a bassinet like right next to your bed. You grab them out of there, nurse, which nursing just makes the mom like so fucking tired. And then like the baby's passed out and then you put them back in three hours, they wake up and like they'll have pooped. So you have to like handle all that. So you're like never sleeping more than like two hours tops. It fucking is weird. Once you get out of it and like you the like you're six, seven months since they were born, you're like, oh, wow, I've been a zombie for months. I didn't even understand that I was so fucking crazy. 
it takes a toll. It takes a big old toll. But anyway, as they get older, the feeding start to go down and you start to have bigger windows in between when they eat and when they eat again. And like some people don't do that transition so good because when you feed your baby as a mother, it gives you happy hormones and it gives the baby happy hormones. And it's like your favorite thing in the entire world. So you're kind of like, fuck it, I'm feeding my baby when they cry. But what you're supposed to do is kind of like let them cry it out a little bit and get good at self-soothing and going to bed so that you don't have to be up all night feeding the baby. Gotcha. Okay. So it's a whole process. And the more you commit to it and you're kind of like, you can cry. It's okay. Like, I know that they're changed. They don't have a dirty diaper. They just ate an hour ago. It's all good. But like when you're a mom and your hormones are all over the place, that's hard to do. You're oh, not very you. rational. Your instinct yeah, is I, to go. I, I, I to them. very much yeah. lay down the law with with the mother of my child because it was like I was like, no, nah, we're we're gonna let, let her cry it out. Just like no, nah, she, she's gonna learn. Like I guess she's six days old. She's gonna learn. Um, she's gonna and, learn. And, <laughs> my baby ain't gonna be a week a week old and be a bitch. <laughs> yeah, no, that's dude. It, it, it came real easy. Like like it did not take long at all for her to start sleeping through the night for for you know diaper changes to go like go off of that yeah. hitch. It was very much just uh. The, the, the only problem was that she was lactose intolerant. We didn't find that out till a few months in. So she had been having oh, wow. really painful shits because, you know, breast milk has naturally got lactose in it. So we had to start getting soy shit, which uh, would, I, I wasn't a fan of, but it's better than her having rock hard shits that are four times the size of her, you know, infant anus. Um, Dude, baby Yeti had the exact same problem. She'd like clench. And then those shits would get so, they were like the size of a baked potato. Yeah, it's, it's it's uncanny how they can release something so big out of their tiny little fucking bodies. But uh, it's crazy. Uh, that, that that was the hardest thing that I had to deal with. Other than that, it was dude, super easy. Like just super super easy. Child, it's very much uh, just a lot of people don't let their babies cry. I'm like, nah, fuck that baby, let it cry. Just put it in the other room. It won't die. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. No, I'm I'm like I'm with you. I just yeah. Uh, it's just hard because like mom is oh, yeah, so no, it's, like it's, oh it's, my god my baby and you're like it's okay they're fine i see i i i think i comfort my kid now more you know now more that she's that she's a, a cognizant actual human because it, before i was like well it's it's a few months old it's not gonna understand the words i'm saying just stick it in the room let it cry and when it's <laughs> when it's done you bring it back out like Treat it like no. it sounds like a turkey in the oven that's what it sounds yeah. like no i <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm a pretty emotionalist old, dude, and even awesome. I'm like, Jesus we can watch Christ. anime together and play video games together, and she's super well oh. adjusted. Dude, they made a Bluey video game, and I cannot wait to play it with Baby Eddie. She's like the right age to play a video game based on Bluey. It's gonna be great, dude. Yeah, you're, you're you're lucky that they're in that age range. Mine came up in the Peppa Pig era, and that shit sucked. Oh, now Peppa's she's still weird. out there, dude. Oh, it was. It, it, this was now. I will say, I did. I did grow fond of Daniel Tiger. I haven't seen Daniel Tiger. It, it was the Mr. Rogers spinoff after Mr. Rogers died. Oh, and um, okay. w- one thing that they always did before going to bed, like before Mama Tiger and Dad Tiger would put put Daniel Tiger, because Daniel Tiger was one of the little hand puppets that um, Mr. Rogers had way back in the day. Okay. And then after he died, he got his own like animated show where that takes place in the Mr. Rogers, like the fantasy universe where all the puppets lived and whatnot, but it, it's animated. And like every night before going to bed, they would uh, like, like nuzzle their, um, uh their their you know face their, their muzzles together i guess you know the the, the front of the, of an animal's face where it's you know like, like on a cat or a dog it's snout uh yeah. and they, they would nuzzle them together and say ugga mugga and to this day now that my kid's 10 years old and still when i put her to bed we rub our noses and say ugga mugga and both Aww. of us know it's probably like we're too old to be doing that it's been 10 years but we're like fuck it fuck it <laughs> that's precious 
Um, so did you, are you aware of Bluey? See, I, I'm only aware of Bluey from other people who have like younger kids or the internet. I've never actually seen an episode. I just okay. know this like Australian, you know, like, like yeah. Australian Sesame Street, Blues Clues, it's that Australian? sort of like. Um, no, it is Australian. Australian? Yeah. No, it is. It is. It's not like Blue Blues Clues or Sesame Street, though. Well, I, I mean, like that demographic that like made for like younger pre-elementary. Yeah, it's made kids. for younger kids. Like it's like like two, three, four. Nothing yeah. scary. Nothing like that. It is so fucking good. It is so fucking good. Like the writing, like the people who write it and create this show clearly give a fuck like a lot. And they like reference themselves. They it's fucking great, dude. That's every time like a, a new batch of like six episodes comes out. We're like, fuck. Yeah, dude. That show rules. Yeah, no, that's that's I I I love I love the idea that people are just like yeah I can't wait for the new season of The Witcher and you're over there like fucking Bluey drops on fucking... February twenty third everybody they don't tell ready. you when they come out you'll just like turn it on like you'll go to it and you'll see that like season three the uh, the season that they're in all of a sudden it had forty six episodes now it's got fifty three and you're like oh shit dude new Bluey and I can always imagine the bean counters over at Disney Plus just must be so fucking mad that like nine people watched Echo and nine million people have watched Bluey. <laughs> they must be like, fuck. That's fucking great. Um, yeah, no, I I got re like I, I've always been a big like cartoon fan in general. So even even when I was you know real young and I I, I let my kid watch Basically, I let her watch anything that I think doesn't have have sex scenes in it. So like I, I remember when she was probably seven years old, I was like, I'm watching T2. You want to watch it with me? Watching and what? She's like T T two Terminator two. Oh, when she was how old? Seven. Ooh. And because uh, uh, Terminator, it, it's it's just violent and whatnot. It doesn't really have any. any yeah, it's just violent. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just violent. So I'm watching it, and she's watching it with me, and she's really enjoying it. And we get to the end where Arnold Schwarzenegger dies, and she is bawling. I won't lie, I'm crying <laughs> as well. And we have this bonding moment over the fucking dead Terminator, <laughs> and. Uh, Dude, it was one of the greatest moments. We were watching the uh, the legendary Godzilla movie, the Godzilla King of the Monsters, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we get to the end. Godzilla's beaten down King Ghidorah, and all the other monsters walk up to him and start bowing. And, and she's, like, cheering and crying. And then she looks over to me. This has been a couple of years. She's probably eight when this happens. And, and like, she's starting to bow to, like, to, to, to Godzilla when all the other monsters are bowing. And then she looks at me. She goes, dude, what are you doing? Bow. Like, it was great. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. adorable that's adorable. we have a dude in the discord named squints and he lets his i think seven five six seven year old watch all the horror movies all of them like none two is her favorite horror movie and we're like uh, yeah well I, I i let my daughter do the same as long as it's one that i've seen i know there's no like again sex scenes in or anything I, I i do as well like she's a she got started real early. She went through a Coraline. Well, she's still in the Coraline phase. It's been her favorite movie for like half a decade. But uh, she, she loved Coraline. And she's like, I want to watch more like adult horror stuff. And she starts coming to me with movies she can watch and can't watch. She's she's seen Child's Play. She's seen Halloween. I watched that one with her to cover her eyes during like the, the couple of, of Coraline scenes. does rule. I love that movie. Yeah, Coraline is, it is a great like kids horror movie. Yeah, Coraline is sick. And uh, so, yeah, it's, 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 my, my daughter's a horror fanatic. Vex and I a ton of different shit and she actually watched one of the things I wanted her to and now that I know that I only get like one out of a hundred things that she'll actually watch I wish I wouldn't have picked this thing and I wanted to wait till like either the end like if you didn't want to listen to this conversation but it just fits in so well here because we're talking about kids like entertainment and also the idea so 
Coraline was made so Nightmare Before Christmas was two people who worked on it, like Tim Burton and then this other guy. And Tim Burton went on to do all the shit that we all know him for. But the yep. other guy got like way less attention. Where the fuck did he go? He went and created Coraline. And I think it's one of those things where it's like Tim Burton's kind of hacky and this guy's kind of probably more talented. And that's why the Nightmare Before Christmas is like such a cult hit. Yeah, I I I 100% agree. Like when you cuz so many people assume that Coraline is a Tim Burton movie going into it and, and you explain it's like no, it's it's the other dude from Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas. Like cuz Tim Burton guy. didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas. He just wrote it if I recall and produced And he it. wrote it based and off of like a short story that had already existed. Yeah. And uh the, the director of Nightmare Before Christmas did Coraline and it's uh again, it's I mean, I I probably watched that movie once a month or so because she loves it so much. So that brings me to a thing that we've been talking about in the Yeti household, because obviously we watch a lot of kids stuff because, you know, we have two of them and we are just always perplexed at the plight of Pixar because Pixar used to just make fucking banger after banger after oh, banger. Straight up, Toy Story is my favorite movie. Right. And then what like, what's the last good movie Pixar did? I think it's Coco. I 100% agree. And I fought watching Coco for like two years because I didn't, because by that point, to me, Pixar had already lost their magic. And so everyone was telling me Coco was good. It's like, finally, Dude. I gave in. I watched it with a kiddo and I was in tears. Coco was awesome. So, speaking of things that you do when you're putting your kid down for nighttime, we sing Remember Me to our kids. Remember oh, me. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, that's our thing. Um, and so we've always just kind of been like, what even happened? And I knew that there was a guy over there who was kind of like in charge of everything. I don't know if he wrote all the movies. I don't know what, but I knew he was like a high ranking guy. And under his tutelage, the Pixar just excelled because they just made so many great movies. And I thought that he retired. Then on Friday Night Tights, they were talking about um, John Lasseter. And he's the guy who was at Pixar. And turns out he didn't just retire. He got yeah, me he was too. Bullshit. Yeah, he was like accused of being like too huggy. Yeah, that's putting it nicely. Yeah, which is absolute. Wait, it's wait, probably, was John Lasseter is the mind behind Toy Story, which literally gave Pixar their Pixar their start. Pixar, or yeah, so a Toy Story, Cars, all of Pixar's big hits. John Lasseter. And so, okay. if you're wondering why does Pixar suck now, it's because that guy got me tooed, and I don't know a bunch about his me tooing, but it sounds like Leon, you do. Uh, yeah, so so basically it came down, it, it was pretty much ver uh, proven verifiably false that it never happened. By that point, Disney had already cut ties with him. And uh, rumor was that uh, Disney was trying to bring him back, Pixar was trying to bring him back, be like, hey, we're real sorry that we uh, you know just fired you based on accusations during the Me Too era. And then he's pretty much told him, yeah, fuck off, you, you should have you know given me yeah. a chance. He told him, yeah, just right, right. Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. Um, So Vex. John Lasseter. So I was like, what did he go on to do? Because if he's responsible for creating so much goodness over at Pixar, what's he up to now? And that brings us to who... So we watched Luck on Apple TV. And yeah. it's it was made by Skydance? What's it? Yes. Skydance, yep. Skydance. That's where John Lasseter went. He's now uh, the head of animation at Skydance. And I think their first offering is this movie, Luck. And yes, it is. I watched it with the babies. It took us two nights to get through it because Betty by time came. So we had to like hit pause. And then, and so when you have two kids, you, you don't ever truly watch anything. I like 75% watched it the first time through. But the great part about kids is even though you 75% watched it the first time, don't worry, you'll watch it again and again and again. And before yeah. you know it, you know the movie like the back of your hand. So now I've seen it twice. Okay. And you watched it today. Yes. What'd you think? 
It was a meh movie. It's not very memorable. I think it's too long. It gets really convoluted. Um, it it's a nothing movie. I I can understand why kids would enjoy it. There's a lot of lot of color, a lot of cute animations with the animals and stuff, but. So you didn't it think that the overall dumb. lesson of the movie was any good? It was an all right lesson. I don't I don't have any problems with that. And I also What was like, the lesson? I think it was like you make your own luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. which I'm I'm fine with. I don't have any problem with that. Um and I like that they, they used like the whole, you know, luck of the Irish thing as like the basis. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Because you wouldn't normally see that anymore because there is a rejection of white culture happening in even animation. Yeah. Um, so I did enjoy that. I, for the most part, was good. So there were no problems there. It was just boring. That's I really didn't like, like um, they had Whoopi Goldberg in there as, yeah. a, as a leprechaun. And I just don't like Whoopi Goldberg. And they also have Jane Fonda. And I just don't like Jane Fonda. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Um, like I, when I say voice acting was good, I mean like they were believable. That's yeah. All. The, but uh, Simon Pegg was Bob. He did great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, whoever was the main character, she was great too and could too, sing yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that wasn't her singing voice. Well, whoever sang, I yeah. liked it. Um, I, I don't know this just felt like a safe movie. Like you know, you watch like Inside Out, and there's like all this. Um, I'm back. All this. Oh, all right. Welcome back. You watch Inside Out and there's like all this subtext and everything going on. And there's like a deeper, like a far deeper meaning past like this singular message kind of deal. Uh And it kind of go through. It could be this works for kids and kids can enjoy, but it can also go a lot darker if you're an adult audience. And then with this movie, it's just like you kind of instead of choosing to go that deep with any of your characters or story, you play it very superficially and you do that by just like in like injecting all of these world building elements that don't pay off at the very end. So like that whole middle, like past the first fifteen minutes, what like, didn't pay off? Well, no, so like every scene where they're in, um, what was the world called? Like the 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 leprechaun land world? of the luck. Okay, or every, land of luck. Yeah, so the land of luck. It just feels like they keep introducing all of these different luck elements. That yeah. also seem to like contradict themselves, and it kind of muddles the whole purpose of why Sam went down there in the first place. It does get a little convoluted. There's like lucky pennies that, um, well, there's also like green, like little leaves that they make, yeah. and there was dust as well. Code and- on, and then the the code gets into a four leaf clover, and then the the clovers get broken down into dust, and then it gets mixed mixed with bad luck dust. It is a little much. It's yeah, it's way too much for what they're trying to go to go through. So like if you're paying attention to the movie, I like like I if you see it a second time, then you're like, okay, I get it. I wouldn't want to watch this a second. It was so boring. Yeah. So um obviously you haven't seen very much of what's out there and available for kids, so you don't know like how I watched Pokemon Concierge. That show's not bad. (laughs) Like the animation's really cool. Yes. We've only made it through one episode. I keep meaning to go back to it, and I thought that Baby Yeti was actually asking for it today. I was like, whoa, you remember the one time we watched that? But turns out she wanted to watch Tokyo Mater. Don't know what yeah. that is, but okay. Well, Mater from Cars goes to Tokyo. God, I haven't seen a Cars movie still. I should probably... Dude, I'll tell you what. Cars 1 is fucking great. Cars 2, fucking bad. And then Cars 3, fun. I'm so mixed on because... They do the classic Disney thing where a chick takes over Lightning McQueen's mantle and it's like, fuck. But also Baby Yeti loves that chick. And I'm like, oh, 
Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's all right, so, man. I'm a little torn. I'm a little torn because Lightning learns that like his mentor loved being Lightning's mentor, and then Lightning becomes her mentor, and it's like, mm. oh. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like that Disney does this in fucking everything, and even in cars. Come on, can boys have nothing? <sighs> anyway, so I thought luck was really good. There's like a lot of uh, it's got that classic Pixar thing where they really pay attention. Like when the main character, her name is Sam, Sam and she's yeah. got like super duper bad luck. Everything she yeah. does fucking fails. Like she makes toast with the jelly, and the jelly always like it, like at one point it I slides down fun. the wall. Like yeah. The first 15 minutes were great. Like, I was just like, this is cute. I'm laughing at some of the humor. Like, I really enjoyed those first 15 minutes. It was like, on it slides ground. down the wall on the jelly and then it flips onto the, onto the ground and also lands on the jelly. Like everything she does fucking fails. Then she eventually finds a lucky penny and then everything she, everything is just perfect for her. Like she does experiments with the same toast. She's like throwing it in the air and every single time it lands like toast side down. And then even one time she like slips and knocks the plate and the plate flies under the sink, rinses itself and lands in the dish. And like the, the little like the rack. plate hold. Yeah. yeah, the rack. That's what it's called. Um, so like all that like little itty bitty, like those types of jokes are something that like most kids things don't have. Like that type of attention to like little zings and zags. Okay. All right. So I thought that that was nice to see because that's like one of Pixar's things where like everything has like detail that. Yes. There's a purpose to every scene or every action or instance right. that happens. Yeah. And it all like gets you to have a little chuckle or you're just like, I like this. And the characters are nice. I thought the character of Sam was great. I thought like her little because she's an orphan and she ages out. And so she's got to go live on her own. But she really wants to help this orphan girl that she knows from her group home get a forever family. Like that's Sam's whole goal. It's not to, for Sam's luck to be fixed. She just wants the girl that she likes, like her buddy, to find a forever home she wants to give her the lucky penny that she found but then she flushed it down the toilet by accident which leads her to going to the land of luck with bob the cat um i I thought sam was super likable i thought that bob ends up being super duper likable and at the end when she ends up like adopting bob and it's oh and then the big overarching lesson of the story is like good luck and bad luck are both like necessary and bad luck is important because it teaches you how to adapt and overcome which is a lesson i fucking love Mm mm-hmm like you don't, you know, you, you kind of make your own luck in a way. Like you have to learn how to overcome terrible things in your life because terrible things happen to everybody. Good luck, bad luck aside, you have to learn. Don't just how to... sit back and accept shit. Like you know, right? Well, so and, and not not to bring it back to, to culture war stuff, but that's something that, that I very much try and preach all the time. Just as a general rule, is like I like when bad shit comes out, not because you know I want I'm rooting for stuff to fail, but it makes you appreciate good stuff. Like if, if everything was yes. good all the time, you would lose appreciation for it. So like like acknowledge bad shit for being bad and, and find the positive in that. And, that, and that's, that's a huge part of this movie because there's like a luck dragon that's Jane Fonda's voice. And so they have like a luck stone and a bad luck stone and they swirl around in a yin yang and they send to earth both good luck and bad luck. And the luck dragon's like, why don't we just make two good luck stones and everybody will have good luck. And then they kind of learn that like bad luck is important. And so that the globe of the land of luck is the top is good luck. The bottom is bad luck. And you think the bad luck down there is going to be terrible, but it's actually a bunch of like lovable little roots and goats, <laughs> like yes. roots, like, like a carrot. It's like roots yeah. and goats. That's who inhabit the land of bad luck. And they're all just a bunch of people who like have learned to overcome. Yeah, I, I believe there's probably Muslims in the land of bad luck as well, though. Cause those goats, luck gotta be bad somehow. And it's, 
You're right. I did see a couple Muslims. They were they were discreet. They were in the back. You might have thought they were a coat rack, but no, Muslims. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I just I thought it was a good yeah. movie. And at it the just, end, when she adopts Bob, I'm like all tearing up, and I was like, I like this. This is good. Which, by the way, you can't make fun of me for loving my cats the way I do because because I like chick- the movie with the cat in it. Well, this chick adopts a cat is like you're my family now, and I'm just like, wait a second. I Your think cats don't cat- talk and learn lessons and text. Yeah, but my cats can open doors and work the iPad and, you know, kill stuff for me, so. Dude, I tell my daughter all the time, if the house ever catches fire, like, fuck, I'm grabbing the cat. You, you're, you're 10 years old. You should be smart enough how to get out of the house on your own. Plus, I've had the cat longer. I can make another one of you. I can't get another cat like the one I've had for 11, 12 years. Damn. Oh That's a cold-ass honky right there. Right? <laughs> She knows, um, all saying, she knows the score. She knows the score. She knows what's at stake. There you go. <laughs> so that's cool that you watched it. I wish if I knew that you were actually going to watch something I asked you to watch, you would have watched Edge Runners instead. <laughs> I was like, damn it, she actually like, watched it. Fuck. Is there a chance that you could watch an episode of Edge Runners? Like, bro, I gotta work. I, gotta I was like, work. could you please watch one episode of Edge Runners? You're like, nope, not happening. I was like, how about one episode of Bluey at seven minutes? You're like, mm-mm. <laughs> no. I, so literally, I, uh, so I, after you messaged me at 5.30, I just, like, worked straight till 9. And then I just, like, took a, a bit of a break to, like, eat and, like, pet my cats and stuff like that. And then I was falling asleep, and I was like, oh, shit, I gotta I gotta get on the pod. But, um... Well, shoot. Sorry you didn't but, like luck more. I thought it was but good. It's because we were having a conversation about, like, stuff that we wanted to do for the pod, and I was like, we haven't reviewed a movie or anything in a while, so maybe that would be good. And you were like, luck? I'm like, you know what? I haven't watched just a, a nice children's movie in a while, so I was pretty down with it for that yeah. reason. Leo's um, pretty good, too. You might have liked Leo more. You know what? I'll, I'll watch Leo over the weekend then now. Um, but <laughs> I will say, because I have people bugging me to watch Arcane, and you're bugging me to watch Edge Runners. I've been bugging you about Edge uh, Runners dude, for like next, three months. I will, say, I will say, I finally bit the bullet and watched Arcane like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It mostly lives up to the hype. I really enjoyed it. and I don't give a fuck about League of Legends. Like I, I promised one of, my, one of my viewers that I would get to it. I finally mm-hmm. said, you know what? I'll sit down. I'll watch a couple episodes. Next thing, I, and I hate binging. I loathe binging. I was like, I'll watch a couple episodes, and I'll get to doing you know, some other stuff. Next thing I know, I watched all eight in one sitting. It was oh, awesome. Okay. Mm. I, I don't know. It's just I have to be in the right mood for something. Otherwise, I'm not going to enjoy it as much you as I should. You in this mood, dude. I've been waiting for you to get into a cyberpunk mood for fucking months. 